Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Dan McLaughlin, Danny Mac Show with BK, and we say good morning as we head to Cincinnati. Sam LeCure, the former big league pitcher, and now working on the broadcast for the Cincinnati Reds. And you wake up this morning, Sam, good morning to you as a Reds fan you have to be thrilled what just uh, took place here in St. Louis at Bush Stadium. Great to hear your voice. How you doing? Uh, I'm good, Dan. Thank you for having me on. I appreciate it. Actually, I am I am driving right by Lambert International Airport. Uh, I got the week off, so I'm a mid-Missouri boy, so I'm, I'm driving out to see some family uh, right in central Missouri. So I'm... Uh, I'm, I'll wave to you. I'm right down the road. Good so, for you. Can you feel <laughs> that that uh, that breath of exhaustion from Cardinals of, fans right now? <laughs> yeah, I was going to say the town feels kind of heavy right now. I don't know what it could have been. Uh, I'll have some good fodder to take home uh, to Mid-Missouri because they all listen to you more than they listen to me. I promise you, they're more <laughs> Cardinal fans. Uh, but yeah, man, what a weekend that was was for the Reds. I'm sure I can, you know, haven't been on mostly the other side of it while I've been doing this job. Uh, I can certainly understand kind of the frustration here in St. Louis. Um, yeah, that was, I mean, I'm thinking about, you know, this conversation. I'm like, you know, from, from your guys' in, you probably felt like everybody was flat and you probably felt like there was no energy. And, you know, I've had that conversation and sometimes it's, you tip your hat. I thought the Reds pitching staff did a really good job, man, of kind of neutralizing, you know, the, the Cardinal offense other than really Nolan. And, uh, and Paul Goldschmidt, I think Tommy Edmonds a really good player, by the way. Um, you know, but it was just one of those series. I felt like the Cardinals kind of came back from L.A. a little bit deflated and more so from the loss of Jack Flaherty than, the, you know, whatever the score was that last game out there in L.A. I feel like that was a really big hit to them, um, you know, in the rotation. And uh, I, I, think it, I think it translated over to the series. It's not palatable. You know, when it's at your home park, it's kind of embarrassing you know, as a player, but, you know, that's just kind of the nature of it. Sam, when I saw T.J. Antone in game one, I knew he was having a good year, and I said this on the air, I, I think he may be the best reliever the Cardinals have faced this year. <laughs> he is nasty. That that dude can shut games down. He is really good. Yeah, he's been really good, and, and I was thinking about him, too, just as far as, you know, some of the market size and, you know, guys in Cincinnati, it's a little harder to get attention. Again, that's just the nature of it. But him and Jesse Winkler, you guys put on a show out there. Nick Castellanos uh, has really been having a career year. Both of those guys are just having incredible years. But T.J. Antone's on that list as a guy who you don't know much about him, especially last year you didn't get around. You know, we were all in the Central Division. Those are mostly kind of mid to smaller market. You know, he didn't get out to an L.A. or – you know, in New York and really kind of be in the limelight of some of those bigger cities. Uh, so people didn't get a chance to know him, but he was this guy last year. This year he's being given more responsibility uh, to pitch in those leverage situations. And <laughs> he, he's been incredible, man. He's, he's really fun to watch to see a guy who can almost like locate his breaking ball like Wayno can locate his fastball. You know what I mean? He's just all quadrants to the zone. He puts different shapes to it. Uh, and then, 
once he gets you to two strikes with that, then he's throwing 98 at you. So right. he's pretty exciting to watch, and it's been fun to – and it's been necessary, man, because if not for him, uh, really this Reds bullpen would be, you know, looking for some consistency out of most of the guys down there. I'm sure you can relate to some degree. Sam, I'm curious, how much did this weekend change the course of the season, in your opinion, for the Reds? I mean, how big, how significant was it for them to get this four-game sweep? I think it's significant on more levels than just like where, well, I guess maybe not. Maybe exactly where they are in the standings because Luis Castillo has struggled mightily all year long, man. I mean, it's been, it's, it's been sad to see, to be honest with you, because we've seen, you guys have seen what he's been able to do. Him having an outing like that. Uh, Tyler Malley kind of taking another step forward in his, you know, his breakout season. I feel like for him, Wade Miley's been very steady. Um, and, you know, you guys didn't even get to see Sonny Gray. So, you know, just to see some of the things that happened, I think it puts the Reds in a peculiar situation, to be honest with you, as far as, and I know there's still time until a trade deadline type situation, but where they think they are in this division. And I'm sure the same for you guys. Where are, where are we stacking up in this division? You feel like everybody's going to be pretty clumped together, you know, the top four teams um, for the rest of the season, really. But, you know, you have to, you know, each organization has different things that they're looking at as far as to play for now and the future as well. So I'll be interested to see some of the things that they do, um, you know, with some of the players that they have. They're still, you know, Votto's going to be back probably this week. Moustakas has been out for a while since so there's, you know, there's upgrades kind of on the horizon for them. So I felt like if they could just stay afloat, and now that the pitching staff has kind of stabilized itself, if the bullpen can follow suit, I feel like the Reds have as good a chance as anybody. And I feel like the Cardinals have as good a chance as anybody, and I feel like the Brewers. You know what I mean? It's kind of who's the class of the division. It's, it's hard to tell around. You know, I'm really interested in what happens with Castellanos. And correct me if I'm wrong, but he can opt out out of his contract after this season and if you're the Reds, you're in a peculiar, uh, peculiar spot right. with him because you know, do you, do you, you know, let him hit the free agency market, or do you try to get a haul for him because he could bring a haul? I mean, right now he is one of the best hitters in the game. Yes, he is, and I, and that's kind of the the, the discussions I'm talking about that they're going to have to have. It's like, you know, how many years does this guy have left, and will we still have pitching? You know, Luis Castillo by that point could be gone. Sonny Gray could be gone. Joey Votto's coming off the books as far as the contract goes. So do you build for that third year when there's some uncertainty or do you kind of keep going for it now? And I think that's the question with him, probably Jesse Winker's another guy who's getting closer to that time where you could really get a haul for him uh, as far as another year of control. Uh, so those are, I mean, I'm glad I don't have to make those decisions because they're tough because, I mean, I've seen trades where, you know, Arenado, well, Colorado's getting some of these guys and you don't know if they're going to pan out. You know Nolan's going to be good. You know Nick Castellanos, you send him somewhere, is going to be good. You can get a top-flight prospect. That's not, there's no guarantee, man. And I, so I think it's just tough to gauge, you know, what your odds are as far as a big return and hitting on that return. We're talking to Sam LeCure right now, joining us here on 101 ESPN. Sam, I always like getting the opposing viewpoint on some of the Cardinals players. And one guy that's okay. been amazing since returning from the injured list uh, about a month ago now is Tyler O'Neill. He's batting 300 in that time, and you saw some of what he can do this weekend with the incredible play and in left and some of the power. What was your impression of Tyler O'Neill this weekend? 
I like him a lot, man, and, I, and I've had an eye on him a little bit because obviously he's kind of this big, imposing guy, and he, you know, when he walks around, you notice him because he's just that hulking kind of presence. But, uh, yeah, I'm glad you hit on defense first because what he does out there is really special. I mean, he goes and gets the ball. He hits cutoff men. He does some of those fundamentals. But he makes that great play, too. Uh, and for a guy his size to, to be athletic enough to go do that is really impressive. With the bat, um, you know, I'm always approaching him with a pitcher's mind. How would I get him out? Where would I go? And right now I'm not seeing a lot of holes because he seems like he's got a real short, compact swing, and he doesn't have to go real big to produce that power because he's so strong. And I think right now you're seeing kind of a maturation with him as far as understanding that fact that he can drive the ball the other way with authority. He can spin on a ball because he's got, because of his build, kind of those short arms, and he can flip on that inside pitch. So uh, there's not a lot of holes with him right now. I, I love I love well-rounded players, man. I love guys who can play defense. I love guys who run the base as well. You heard me mention Tommy Edmond earlier. I'm a, I'm a huge fan of his. Dylan Carlson uh, is a guy that you guys have obviously been high about that <laughs> I think you should be <laughs> because he seemed like he's got a really good heartbeat at the plate. You know, nothing's getting too crazy for him. Um, so, yeah, I, I love the I love the construction of you guys' roster, honestly. I, just with your bullpen, like the Cincinnati Reds bullpen, I hate seeing all those walks down there, man. I Alex Reyes has been really good, but I just it's hard for me to trust people who don't consistently throw the ball over the plate. And those – <laughs> those guys determine a lot of what happens in these races is those, you know, those late inning guys. So uh, both squads are going to have to buckle those down. But yeah, I, I love a lot, you know, no one's no one and Paul Goldschmidt, Paul Goldschmidt. I got a chance to be in spring training with him one year. Awesome. Awesome guys. You guys have figured out. No one's been one of my favorite players. Uh, you guys have a lot of, a lot of guys on your team that I, I enjoy watching play. Hey Sam, being a former pitcher in the big leagues, what, what are your thoughts on what's happening with the substances that are being used and, and, Hey, would you still be uh, pitching if uh, you had those substances <laughs> readily available? I'd be. I'd, I might still be pitching if I could ever throw a ball 95 miles out. <laughs> uh, but I, I, I was never a, a, a sticky guy. Um, my reaction to that is I'm a little bit shocked, to be honest with you, that this is going. This is the crackdown that they're going with. If, if what I'm reading is going to come to fruition, as far as 10 game suspensions for guys. Um, I always thought, and I guess I can say this a little bit now, is I thought it was pretty commonplace. I, I thought the majority of guys were doing that. I thought from a, as an offensive player, you were okay with the fact that the pitcher had a better idea where the ball was going as far as in relationship to your head, uh, even if it was a little bit nastier. I thought they were okay with that. I thought it was just kind of this understood thing, and managers weren't going out there and calling, you know, Mike Schilt wasn't saying, uh, well, Tyler Mowry's using something sticky or, you know, because he knew his guy was too, you know? So I, I, I'm, a, I'm a little bit surprised by it. Um, as a guy, like I said, who never, you know, partook, I don't know that how, what it does. So I, I can't really speak to it. I, I always thought I, I'm surprised. I, I, guess, yeah. I, I guess I'll just say that without going too far into it. I just don't know, um, and I'm with you. I, I just figured guys were doing it, and the other team wasn't going to say anything because their guys are doing it, and it's kind of like a gentleman's uh, agreement right. almost. Right. And right. now that we're hearing that these substances are being developed by chemists and it, it's gone to a level that we never anticipated and we can quantify it with spin rate, 
and yeah. show you that it's, you know, this guy's career was at X and now it's here. It's jumped right. exponentially. Um, I just don't know how you police it. That That's my thing. Like, are, are we going to have stoppages in every game where the manager's going out or a player says something or the hitter says, oh, I know he's doing and, and we have video, too. I mean, you can see where yeah. guys maybe are doing these kind of things. I, I just don't know where you draw the line where you say that's acceptable and that isn't. I, I just don't know where you go with that. And I, and I think that might be why the crackdown is going to happen because, you know, in a lot of this stuff, uh, and we could get into collective bargaining. You know, it's sure. kind of give, an, give an inch, try to take a mile. So every little bit, then it, then where's the line stop? And I think maybe that's why it is going to be a harsh type penalty. You know, you see with some of the suspensions with guys getting in close proximity, they're trying to make an example out of people because they want it to stop and they don't want the line to continue to creep. Because I don't know how you police it either. Do you put somebody down, you know, a a police officer down in the, in the bullpen to see if, what these guys are doing down there. I mean, they can't go to the bathroom with them, you know, and all these different kinds of things. So I don't really know either. And I think that's probably why they're going to such the harsh penalty right out of the chute when it was like two, two weeks ago, nobody had heard a thing about it. And then all of a sudden Joe West, who, I mean, look, I love the guy and I'm, congratulations on set. He wants to be in a part of everything. It seems like, you know, it seems like he made a mountain out of a molehill by going out there when nobody asked him to, you know, he's out there waiting for Gallegos before he even gets to the mound. I, I don't, I don't understand that. Now on the other end of that, they, they want some offense. Apparently, <laughs> apparently there's not enough offense in baseball. And it seems like a lot of the changes or rule changes they're considering have to do with making it a more offensive game. So if that's something that they think will help, that's a pretty easy fix. Then without moving the mound back a foot or whatever the case may be, then maybe that's their easy way out. Hey, Sam, it's great to catch up and hear your voice. Looking forward to uh, seeing you again in person. Miss, uh, miss seeing you guys at the ballpark, believe me. And you do a great job on the games with Cincinnati and I appreciate your time today. Thanks for doing it. Dan, I got to tell you, I, I wasn't. I knew I was going to be driving through St. Louis, and I wasn't totally up for it because I was like, "Am I going to get ambushed?" But since the Reds just did the, <laughs> and then they said you were doing it, and I wanted to come on just to say hi to you. And I agree with you, man. It'd be good to. I'm looking forward to getting back to the ballpark and seeing you guys and getting to catch up a little bit. My family, like I said. I'm a mid-Missouri boy, so they listen to you a good bit. I think you do a great job, and, and I wish you the best and hope to talk to you again soon. Uh, that means a lot. Thanks so much, Sam. Thanks for doing it. Uh